T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And for you on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. By the way, it's an 80s Friday Fourier playlist. Or whatever uh, request, we call this. Uh, request live. No, it's total request uh, Request live out here on a Friday. Turpin's doing a good job. You see how we kind of sliding all these 80s hits into the rejoiners and no, you know, we notice it. They're just classics. Classics. And there's not even any Whitney Houston in there. Boy, I wanted to put Whitney Houston in there. Why didn't I you? Dance, you? I want to dance with somebody because, I, listen, I only had 14 songs. You're a terrible playlist. It's not a terrible playlist. If you did work out, you would use this for your playlist. You oh. would use this. You would be. You would. You would have ups and downs. You would cry. You would. You would laugh. You would sing. You would dance. La la la. You'd have, a, you'd have a great time. You apparently have a very uh, different <laughs> life than I do. Or you just uh, riding in the car and you're just singing to yourself or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I never no. do that. No. Again, you don't have a Desperado song, so I mean, no. like, you really can't play along with this one. You, you just And then when you were younger, you just sat on the side, you were waiting for someone to beat up. There was, yeah, that was a big <laughs> that, element that, of my childhood. That, like, that, that, what, what is that, a five-year span? Ten-year-old me. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did learn how to change brakes on a car at, like, 14. See, so that's, that's, that's my a dad, necessary skill. My old man made me know how to change oil and, like, do basics before yeah. I got my license. Because he is convinced that uh, the American, like, sort of system and way of giving licenses to people that are 16 or 17 years old is incredibly flawed and they should at least know how to like you should not get a license in this country according to my old man if you don't know how to change a tire so, similar 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 way of thinking for with, uh, with my dad although um I think I uh, I think I've changed a tire once in my life once like I got a flat and had to change it myself and that was a, that was an experience. Because I couldn't find anything. Of course. Couldn't find anything. But again, you're Didn't the classic the example was. of. But I knew how to do it. But it was like when it actually happened, I was like, wait yeah. a second. I got to pull on the side of the road. I got to get my flares out. I got to get my little triangular, like, you know, like uh, reflector thingy that I put up there. Yeah. I don't want to get hit by anybody driving by. And uh, and then I, where to put the jack? I think that took me the longest time. Yeah, you have to, to know where out. to put it. And I was like, wait, is is the whole frame gonna buckle? Uh, you're is already a... if you're already asking about the frame, then no, you're you're no. you're on I your way it, to though. a real problem. So then I lifted up the car real quick. I lifted up the car and then I tried to turn the tire. No, you, the gotta, tire, you gotta pop the, the logs before you lift it up. <laughs> the all tire that. Kept, yeah, I was like, no. this doesn't work. Oh god. Yeah. 
It's a Terp is, error. Terp's in there smiling as if he had the same thing. Like you know how to, you look like you know how to change a tire, Terp, because you started smiling when I talked. Well, I just imagine Christian like they're like, oh, somebody grabbed the jack. He's like, who's Jack? Right, exactly. <laughs> Very well done. Somebody grabbed yeah, Jack. Terp, somebody grabbed Jack. Uh, is he the guy that can lift the car up? Does like Jack a, does Jack work for AAA? <laughs> yeah. Why is he showing up? You thought some guy like Jack was going to come on and lift the back of the car up like some strong man and then set it back down and yeah. all that. Uh well the uh the Patriots were a flat tire offensively all year this year and apparently they are going to fix that and uh, let's talk about Gerard Mayo and Mac Jones and the OC with you at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven Paul and Holyoke first up with Gresh and Fourier Paul good morning good morning yeah I mean to me it's painfully obvious what uh, they're doing they're going to make Gerard the defensive coordinator. And uh, when they do that, they're going to let him go to another team as a head coach, and they're going to get uh, picks from that. They're going to—I think it's two picks. You get uh, like a third rounder uh, the following year, and and uh, the year after that. All right, but Paul, let me throw a fly in the ointment into your thought process. He had three head coaching interviews last year. If it was all about gaming the system to be able to get the picks that come with a minority coach leaving your organization, then why didn't they do this a year ago in preparation for this offseason? Because that would make logical sense if your conspiracy theory is true. Well, he wasn't a defensive coordinator last year. Did you even hear what I said? He interviewed, yeah, he, for, he interviewed for head coaching jobs last year. Before this right. coming season, they could have slapped the tag on him, reworked his deal very easily, made him defensive coordinator for 2022, knowing that teams like Carolina were going to call this year. So if it's just about getting the picks and the whole and that setup, then they would have made him defensive coordinator last year. I this, again, this I don't think this is ridiculously hard. And by the way, Fourier, you and I just touched on it. Maybe he isn't going to be defensive coordinator. Maybe it's going to be assistant head coach, in which either way, because you have the title, you hire someone away, the picks and all that, the just ridiculousness from the NFL. But Paul's making it sound like there's something more nefarious here. If it really was nefarious, they would have made him D coordinator for this year and let him go as a head coach then yeah. and, and go get a job and get those See, picks. See, I, I do think if we've learned anything over the last, I don't know, four days is that optics matter more than I thought they did. Well, I know it does for the crafts, not ah, for Bill. Ah, there you go. For Bill. For, yep. and, and I think for the most part, the crafts have really been just, okay, let me just stay on the side. And every now, if I feel like I have, if it's an owner's meeting and I'll say something to kind of show that I, like, because I feel like they always want to be with the fans. Like, I'm like you. We're wanna, we want to win like you. We're not happy either. We're going to do something about it. So much that they send this press release out, this whole memo, to the season ticket holders, like, listen, don't worry, don't freak out, it's all going to be fine. But I do think there is something to the optics in this particular position. I think you actually hit on it, and I, and I would bet on that one more than anything, is that I don't want to ultimately embarrass my son. I do think that he is sympathetic to that and how he looks, unless Steve says, I don't care. You know, like I, maybe he just doesn't care at all. And I do think there's some of that. Don't you feel like when you hear him talk, he's just like, whatever. That's fine. I'll coach whoever. Is that a Bill talks? Because it sounds like Bill. No, that's Steve. Steve mumbles more than Bill does. Um, but so I, do, so I do think, hey, how do I serve both masters? What I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll make sure Gerard Mayo, because Gerard Mayo's, hey, Bill, how do you help me? 
Well, I want to be a head coach, but I don't think I'm ready. Well, I'm going to make you make you the assistant head coach. So there's a neat there's a there's a natural path to becoming the next head coach. Or or last thing. Odd. Or well, you might stumble what I was going to bring up. Uh, you go then. You no, go. I was going to say maybe he really is next in line and this is the easiest way for him to learn the ins and the outs of doing the job because we have talked so much about the transition of this organization. The transition of this organization, let's be clear, very clear about this. When there's a transition that needs to be made on this organization, Jonathan Kraft is calling the shots. Jonathan Kraft is the guy who is going to be the one that is going to put all of this together. So whenever Bill leaves, even if RKK is roaming among us still at 85 years old or whatever, Jonathan Kraft's the one that's putting this together. And if there is any consultation with the Crafts, and there's the thought of Gerard could be the guy, well, Jonathan might be the guy to do it. Yeah, so I look at the other – see, I think these are all on the table. But the other thing that stands out to me is um, when the Josh McDaniels was going to take that Indianapolis Colts job. Remember that? That whole uh, like he four was, years ago, and then yeah, he and then the, he like in and out, he, yeah. and then and then he and then there was this um, private dinner. I think it was at Davio's in Foxborough, uh, and sure enough, like Josh McDaniels changed his mind because Kraft kind of stepped in, and then Bill with the whole a whole new world where he said, uh, you know, the the quote from Mike Reese where he said, hey, you know, I'm going to open up my world to you. I'm going to I'm going to give you all the information that I don't give anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's like Aladdin. I'll pull you a in whole close. new world, like a whole new world of information, right? You're going to have everything. I'm going to teach you all the secrets. Okay? This how did this end? Like he, there was not like I'm not going to be the head, the, the the word was that Josh McDaniels was going to be the net, next head coach. And let me get you ready to be the next head coach. So don't go to be the head coach at Indianapolis. I'm going to teach you everything right here now. I want to open up my world to you. So he says he waits. He doesn't leave. He decides to go to, to, to Vegas to be the head coach there. If that is what he's telling Gerard Mayo, you're not ready, give it a couple more years, and oh, by the way, I'm leaving. Or, well, there's the other thing, too. Some guys have left for bad organizations. And yeah. that's the other thing, yeah. is that look at the jobs that are open. Do you want to go work for that dopey Bidwell yeah. in Arizona? Do you want to go work for David Tepper, who, by the way, the other negative side of the whole Tepper being a finance guy is that when Gerard Mayo entered that world, probably learned how hard it is to work for some of those dudes. I so, want you to be by my side. I'm going to open my world to you. So that is what uh, Mike Reese had said a while back. Yeah in terms of Josh McDaniels, and that's great. But again, when the job comes along, you normally take the job. But I think what some guys are learning is, do I really want to go to a bad organization? Do I want to go to an organization with a young owner or a dumb owner? Oh, by the way, they interviewed. uh, he interviewed for the Denver Broncos last year. What happened there? That whole thing fell apart. Now you got completely new ownership in there and a quarterback that somebody might not want to inherit. I think there is the thought of, hey, if it's offered, you got to go run and take it. Really? Guess what? Will Matt Patricia get another crack at it? No. And that's a bad organization. <laughs> you know, Joe Judge went to an organization of people that can think, is that guy going to get another crack? So at some level, you got to look around and go, hey, wait a minute. I played here. I have money. I'm going to get paid money. I know this organization. 
Bill's not going to be here forever. This might not be the worst place to be. Again, would you rather go to Arizona and deal with Kyler flipping Murray and an owner that can't think or be here and wait it out? 100%. Sean Payton talked about on Fox last week the things that he was looking for, and the one thing he was looking for was just that. He was looking for, you know, smart ownership. Ownership and front office were the two things that he put before a quarterback. Absolutely. Because guys who can coach think, I'll coach him up. They all make that mistake. And they they are ambitious, and they want that head coaching job, and they want to fast-track themselves as opposed to the other guy that sits and waits for the best opportunity. Right? Maybe it's the right opportunity, but the best one with the right infrastructure. It's a build-in. Well, no, and even I think Bill, if I'm, if I'm, no, Bill if, left the Jets to come here because no, he believed in more of he, because it was more about what he knew about the Jets than what he knew about New England. But just to just to add on before we break, though, but I do think it's interesting that if I am going to advise, I think Gerard Mayo obviously looks up to Bill, trust him, right? If I'm going to advise Gerard Mayo, I'm going to say don't take the first opportunity, mm-hmm. don't be the desperate guy that just wants to be a head coach that is willing to sacrifice everything they believe in and is willing to circumvent every single rule they've learned because they just want to be a head coach. Wait, you're on the right track. People have noticed you. You've leapfrogged all these other guys that were ahead of you. You're going to be an unbelievable candidate. Now, just make sure there's a clause in my contract that I can leave when I want to, right? You're not going to, like, restrict me from leaving, and I'm sure that's in there well, also. Well, they can't now because the rules in the NFL have changed to where you can't stop down anybody anymore. Now it's the compensation that you might get if someone well, yeah, leaves and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, we are going to get to the search for an offensive coordinator, but we're talking about uh, Gerard Mayo staying. What did you make of the statement and then the OC search? We will get to that with you at 617-779-7937. Don't forget... Make sure you go to Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I, or hop on the Twitch chat to vote on what you want to hear. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I.
Man, not one of my favorites. I don't know how it made it in there. I'm sorry. Scrap that one. This wasn't a good one. I love Footloose. Crush does not approve of this one. No, I'm, I'm not really this feeling it either. This is a terrible song. Cheesy. You're right. You're right. Well, back when I was, you know. Right. When you were at the Egg and Tom Petty's house, this <laughs> yeah. is what you were listening to. Yeah. Let's go, let's go ask the girls to dance to Footloose. Oh, God. And then Let's you got loose. I tried. It was never successful. And then it uh, went from there. Patriots need an offensive coordinator. Let's start to peel the layers on that with John in Rhode Island with Gresham Fourier. John, thanks for hanging. What do you have? Hey, guys. Love the show so far. Uh, Gresh, I think we actually can agree on a receiver. D-hop for two years. Sounds great. I say we draft a receiver as well. But my actual point that I called is, so – so when we drafted Mac Jones, that was kind of like a craft decision, right? And now this press releaser definitely is craft and fluent. Do you think that craft allows Bill for Mac to see the who the offensive coordinator is to have like a like a combination of like a a combination of uh, interviews between the two of them? John, good, 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 good question. Foyer, how does Bill run his OC search? All right. My initial reaction is uh, will uh, to the question is will Mac Jones be involved in the OC search like all these other guys say they want to be a part of, right? Like Devontae Adams uh, was was kind of w- wanting to be a part of this when when Joshua Daniels when everything was going on with him with Derek Carr. Sorry, when Derek Carr was leaving, he wants to be involved in the quarterback search. Um, I say no. I say absolutely zero say whatsoever. But why? What's the why of why you wouldn't let Mac in? Is it he doesn't have the status? Is well, it the offense don't... is going to be the offense? Is it Bill doesn't want to give control to Mac or let him think that he's got any kind of say? Now, What's your why? Well, my why is because why do I care what he thinks? I don't believe that he uh, that he understands, that he knows enough to know what's best for him. And I got to hire somebody that I can get along with. So I'm going to vet him myself. I just don't feel like an offensive coordinator, like Mac is at the position where, man, he's going to be, we really got to worry about the way he feels with this next offensive coordinator. I think they know who they need to bring. Just bring in an offensive coordinator. Just don't make it be a defensive coordinator. So basically it was so bad last year that anybody you bring in the quarterback is going to be happy with. Somebody who eh. like, somebody who has like, like, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um, you know, some of the ones who cry and whine about it, the Kyler Murrays of the world, those guys, they want they want to be part of the discussion. Who who's going to tell me what to do? We got to make sure we can understand understand each other and they know uh, what I expect from them. Hey, he hell, he works for me. Right, it's the whole my Johnson's bigger than yours. Yeah, let me see. Well, let's prove it. Yeah, forget about it. It's a bad idea. Um, yeah, I just don't think Mac carries any weight right now do you think mac wants input is he like those other guys because again Devonte adams is a wide receiver who could have arguably gone anywhere he wanted to but yet he worked with the raiders wanted to go there they gave up the picks all that kind of stuff yeah so it's not like mac is three years away at best for or really two at best but three on the longest in terms of being able to hit free agency and I think part of the reason you have to bring this up is because if Bill's only going to be here a couple of a couple more years, let's say, and Mac is his guy and he's going all in with him, 
then you at least got to be mindful of it, do you not? Well, yeah, but you you tell me because do you think if they said, hey, we're thinking about hiring, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, and then Max said, no, that's a terrible idea, do you think that they would change their mind? No. And again, so why ask his opinion if you're you already have your mind up anyways? That's kind of what. So so what you're you're not looking for uh, for him to co-sign. You're not looking for like okay, this is a great idea. You're going to hire who you want to hire. And he whether he if he objects to it, you're not going to change your mind. Do you think when Charlie Weiss left after the third championship and you were around all of that that there was at least a cursory conversation between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick as to where that spot was going with Charlie leaving? But I think even Dante Scarnecchia has talked about this. The natural transition was Josh. He coached right. the quarterbacks. He was heavily involved in the passing game. And Dante Scarnecchia, they said they just deferred to him naturally. I was there that first year, and Josh addressed the team. They just It just happened. Like, Dante would do his run install. Ivan would do... You know, third down, my coach would do whatever the hell he did at the time. And Josh would address the team. He would put up the first 15. He would talk about the mentality and the philosophy. He wasn't the offensive coordinator, but he just naturally rolled into it. So, no, the only person I can think of, I'm trying to think of somebody who was hired. like not It wasn't even Bill O'Brien because he was on the staff as a receivers coach. So there was a, a relationship already built in mm-hmm. with, you know, because I can't think of anyone who came in here to run the offense that wasn't already – that, that Brady didn't already know. Because when McDaniels left, Billy O, I think, had worked his way up to QB coach by that point, yeah. and then he stepped into the role, and then he left to go to Penn State. Yeah. So it was easy, and then after that, Josh, Josh came back. Well, it, right? but, well, but I thought, I'm trying to remember now, Josh got let go in 10, he went to the Rams in, what was it, 11, the year but that he Billy was, was here, and then, I, you're right. Then I he think was it fired, was, but he was in the building. Okay. He got fired. And then he was in the building, already kind of doing what Bill wanted to do. He was an analyst ten yes. years early before it yes. became popular to be an analyst. Yes. And then uh, so that so I don't think that happened with him. But no, what do you think? Do you think? Well, do you think they asked? Do you think they asked Max opinion? Look, I don't think it is a Bill, you know, dopey Bidwell uh, genuflecting to Kyler Murray and the oh, we'll definitely run everything by you. We won't do like what happened in other places where. OC's got brought in and the quarterback felt bad, da-da-da. It's never going to be that here, but I do think you have to be mindful of not even so much running it by him, but remaining in communication with Mac. Because if there is one thing that Bill Belichick was complicit in this year is putting Mac Jones in a situation where communication became difficult. And whether it was maybe Matt getting in his own way because he didn't like who he was talking to or didn't believe in Matt Patricia, if you're the head coach, can you do what you did? Because this is on Bill. He even said it. Can you do what you did to your offensive players? And more importantly, the guy that everybody on that offense still played hard for. We never had one guy who was like, F Mac, I don't like him. Or can't play hard for this guy or whatever it is during the season we saw people rally around mac almost like he became a sympathetic figure because everybody on the inside knew what was really going on you've at least got to stay in communication with him and to your point do you give him a veto vote maybe not do you allow him to be a part of the communication and to at least feel like he's been a little bit heard knowing that he's been humbled this year and bill's going to do what he's going to do you can't go through an offseason and not 
not communicate with that so guy. So you're saying, so your opinion is that um, I'll listen keep, to keep what him you in the think, loop, but I'm the loop, still making the decision. But there is no veto power. So really, why even ask me? Well, like, because, why even ask me? Don't, 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 don't humor me with like you know keeping me involved when you know. So if here, I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Because if you're down to two that you really like, and you have to start to go to other people to get their input, or what would be a tiebreaker? Because you know. Do we think Mr. Kraft's going to get to sit with the final OC candidates? Probably so. Absolutely. Right. So wouldn't you at least have Mac be available or avail Mac to each of those guys to be able to have a conversation? Because if it comes down to two, Bill might have a lean, but I don't think he's just going to be like, nope, it's my decision. F everyone else in this organization. I'm going to put this guy in there because he did it last year. He already used up that equity. He can't ignore the quarterback in this process, okay, so, but he doesn't allow him to control it. This is yeah, not NBA players. This is just, it is so intriguing to me. I can't get enough of this topic. Because what does it hurt Bill to communicate with the I guy know, and start to rebuild the bridge? I, okay, so this has got to be new Bill. This has got to be new way of thinking, new attitude. It's got to be, hey, I'm, I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to get younger and hipper. I'm going to start wearing a leather coat everywhere I go. Like, this is the new Bill. So the new Bill should learn from his mistakes. He shouldn't be what he called everybody error repeaters. I screwed that. I screwed that up. Let me let me at least uh, kind of keep him involved. Hey Mac, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, what are your thoughts? All right, I haven't made a decision yet, That's but maybe all it's gotta be. That, that that is about as all it's it's ever going to be because he will never have veto power unless no uh, never because never, I never. don't because I even I think Brady have, wouldn't. Yeah, but I think you have to have faith, and this is—it's almost a contradiction, right? Of uh, it's like you have to have faith in that he's going to make the right decision. He didn't, but that's he didn't why, make the right decision and, the first time. So and, why and, why trust him now? And again, if that's why Bill is, or we're at this point where everyone agrees it didn't work, and Bill said, "Put it on me," publicly said it to the media, said it to everybody in front of God and everyone. So everybody knows it, including the players. And that's the other thing, is that if you're – because let me ask you this. If they're – if say they're down to two or three candidates, right? And if you're – Cole Strange is – say you're Mike Onwenu. Okay. Right, or Hunter Henry. Sure. Hunter Henry's a better example because him and Mac are buddies. Um, and there's a couple of guys that are being mentioned. Does the tight end call Mac and say, hey – what are you hearing about the candidates or what do you know about the candidates or what do you think about these guys or whatever? Because doesn't the tight end, and you've been in that role, look to the quarterback and be like, hey, is this going to be good for me? Is this a good offense? Are you comfortable with it? Da-da-da. Doesn't, don't do players, because I wouldn't know, do players in a situation like this reach out to the quarterback? Oh, of course. Right? All the time. Yeah, so, all the time. So yeah. in a way, if, we, so if Hunter Henry on the other end of that phone hears from Mac, Bill's not talking to me, then regardless of who walks through the door, isn't there that automatic thought process of the dysfunction that you just went through with Matt Patricia down there? Yeah, dude, I, I'm 100%. And I feel like, hell, we do it here. We've done it here for like forever. So, of course, you're speaking, but it is it is interesting how they're going to manage this because this is never – they've never been in this position. There's other teams that have been in this position multiple times, mm-hmm. and they've screwed it up multiple times. 
either the optics of it, the feelings that are involved. I can't believe it. Like, you know, fill in the blank with the quarterback's name. I can't believe they didn't ask me about it. Even though the offensive quarter is probably a good dude. But, you know, but maybe he just his, – his teaching approach sucks. And you don't see things the same. And this new guy, is, is he going to bring in a new system? Is this guy hired for Mac? Or is he hired for some na- fill-in-the-blank of another quarterback? Ah, well, you have told us that regardless of who is running it, that in under Bill Belichick, there is a core base to the Patriots offense and then whatever accoutrements or whatever that you're going to add to it, whatever Pyrone, Ballyhoo, whatever, then the OC does that, quarterback, coach on board, da-da-da. So if we are to assume that that system is already in place and they want someone to come in and run that system, then this might not be that complicated after all because Cliff Kingsbury or Chad O'Shea or people that are kind of outside the family that run different systems might not be welcome in. So really my question is, is it about the offense they already have in place? And is it just about getting a more nuanced play caller to what they installed? And how close is what they were doing this year to what they were doing the year before with Josh McDaniels? Because if that's the case, then you're automatically narrowing your field of candidates if you're not going to allow the more open-minded offensive guys into the room to interview because you think they might overturn your core apple cart. See, I think again, another layer that I just think is so intriguing because what, where, like, where's your sweet spot? Do you, you, and then are you looking for the young up and coming, you know, really, you know, creative offensive coordinator that has a lot of crazy bright ideas that could teach you something or are you looking for the you know the the grizzled vet who's been around the block, been on a bunch of different teams, and like really knows how to manage people? Which one is it, or is it like a combination of the two? And then what comes? And if you're hiring somebody, are you going to hire him and let him bring in some of his own staff to help teach it, or does he inherit all the coaches that you already have? So is he in- inheriting Nick Cayley? Well, is one- he inheriting Billy Yates? Is he inheriting? Billy Yates and Matt Patricia. I got who's the running backs coach? Do I have to keep Troy Brown? Hey, I know he's a legend, but my guy knows what I want, knows how I want it, and know how this system works. So fine. Listen, you're telling me I had to keep because I feel like you're going to run some offensive coordinators off by forcing him to keep the staff that you have here. Personally, they're already on contract. They're not going anywhere. But personally, I think that's pretty easy to deal with because oh, you think. Well, Patricia's already out of the mix. Okay, there's one. They're not going to force Patricia on you. Nope. We have talked about the Joe Judge eventually getting reassigned to maybe go run special teams again. Okay, so, so there's you two can, guys. So you can figure that out because if you're going to bring an experienced OC, one of the discussions is going to be, well, I'd also like to be the quarterback coach as well. And you and I talked about that dual role. Yeah. So Joe Judge probably does something else. Uh, Nick Cayley's contract is up. The OC can be a part of the process of do I want to retain him or do I not, or does Nick Cayley want to get the hell out of here, which might be the case. Whatever running backs coach, fine. Aren't those dudes easily movable if you want to? It's not like it's a 30-year guy in Ivan Fears. No, I know. Now, but Troy it's- is the interesting one because here's the thing with Troy Brown. Off of Steve Belichick, what does he want to do? Does Troy want to be a head coach? Let me ask you this. Doesn't look like it. Does Troy Brown get a interview as the offensive coordinator? No. He's on staff, though. No. And it and it fills a part of the Rooney Rule requirements yeah. 
But but if you but you know, and then if you're Troy, then it is well, I had a crack at it. And if he does get reassigned to do something else, isn't that a part of the natural process, let's say, of a head coach here? Where if you want to get somewhere and you communicate that to the head man, okay, well, maybe Troy Brown goes from the wide receivers coach to being a tight ends coach, or he goes to maybe being a running backs coach, a running backs coach, or something like that. Or maybe Troy is a guy that can help you with the returners or whatever. To me, there's a way to find a spot, but the, that's about the only guy. Troy might be the only holdover, and again, whomever the running backs coach is. Hell, that guy might be sitting in with Jones and Mego yeah. on January 30th yeah. at this point. Yeah, so that no, that, that is interesting, but I do think that there is something to that. Because there's no staff yeah. when you really think about it. And then. the other aspect is, okay. Oh, sweet Jesus, I'm sorry. I just thought of something. Does he interview Joe Judge for the OC? No. No, he doesn't. Interview two guys on staff. No, Do you do it not. with both? I don't neither know. Neither one. No, neither one. The other aspect of this is as far as like when you're like narrowing down this target – and you, you're as in the process of elimination. You're, you know, you're figuring out who the best candidate is. And the other aspect is, um, is it somebody that I have cl- a close relationship with? Do I do that? Do I know them? Are they friends of Bill? Is uh, are they getting a uh, is somebody that I know vouching for them? You know, like or, a Saban or someone like that. Sure. You mean? Yeah. Or is it legitimately? I'm gonna I, listen. I'm putting this out on LinkedIn. I just want I was uh, do it. Put it out on LinkedIn. Like it's like a, what is the what is the other commercial I see for jobs? I always see it's like there's another uh, one out indeed, there. I think indeed, indeed. Put yeah. it on Indeed. There you go. And just let's, let's sift through it. You may have an That's unbelievable candidate because you want dice. Uh, you know, you want dice down the Cape. Uh, putting in for. <laughs> I think let me get an interview. That. I think you know what I think we should do. You. I think we should interview. I think we should interview our own candidates. Tell us why you think you'd be oh good for the God. Patriots. Why don't you we throw your that. Why don't you throw your hat in the ring? I don't have. The, I don't. That's I don't a have two the million will. dollar I job. I don't have the will to do that job. Period. To be OC, I don't want to. There's no way in you, hell. Do you just want to show up on Sundays and call plays and uh, put in none I of the work? Would, I'd rather be like, uh, would like you, some sort of executive, like community relations. Put me in community relations. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand out trophies, awards uh, uh, with Tippett. I'm gonna be what Tippett does. I I want his job. And you wonder about (laughs) Steve Belichick's want to. And you you could be the OC, but instead you'd rather go out and shake hands, go to the opening of a zipper at uh, 10 a.m. or something like that with with the Patriot cheerleaders or something. High school athlete of the week. I'm your guy. Here's Pat the Patriot. There we go. Oh yeah, coach of the week. There you go. Sure, that's me. You know, athlete of the week. You know, scholar athlete of the week. I'm give you hey you put in a new playground hey congratulations hey let's cut the ribbon you might be a great offensive mind untapped ready to go <laughs> shake hands and kiss babies that's it it is it uh listen there's a, and and really bill's open-mindedness will tell us a lot about this search very fascinating we'll continue it but our lunch time parlay is next w-e-e-i 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 new england sports original Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. All right. It's going to be the rare time that you're going to hear this. I was wrong. I was wrong. 
I I'm thought, r- 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 wrong. I thought we were getting over six goals last night in the uh, Bruins-Kraken game, and the Kraken did their part, but the Bruins did not. But otherwise, Billy with a hit with a Mavericks minus three against the Lakers. Terp nailed Celts minus three. We could have gone back-to-back on the parlay if I wasn't just pigging it up. Terrible job by me. So uh, we are $26 in the hole, ladies and gentlemen. However, we did give you a winner earlier this week. And by the way, later in the show when we talk about the playoffs, Fourier and myself and Billy and Terp, we're going to give you all kinds of football picks for the playoffs mm-hmm. as well. Because yeah. Fourier, that's that's in his lane right now. Yes, and <laughs> I know. I was like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? That's right. So we'll do it uh, later on. And by the way, don't forget to vote on Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Get your votes in for what you want to hear at 1245. And, of course, you Twitchers can vote in the Twitch chat as well. All right, here we go. Even though we're going to give you football picks later on, it is the lunchtime parlay. Time for us to get right back up on that horse. Billy, what do you got? All right, the Dolphins are in Buffalo Sunday afternoon. It's going to be clear. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be cold. But I'm taking the over. So give me Dolphins at Buffalo over 43 and a half. Wow, wow, wow. Dolphins Even over with Skylar Thompson, huh? That's yeah, yeah. interesting. I'm picking Buffalo. I think they still have some momentum after the uh, Patriots game. Totally agree. So uh, so I, I feel that's a uh, DeMar Hamlin shows up that day. Teams fired up. So you're thinking like 31-14. Yeah, Just like over, that. right? Yeah, just My, over. A couple nothing touchdowns yeah, from yeah. Miami. Nothing insane, but yeah. I can feel you on that one. and a half. Give me the over. All right, uh, Terp, what do you got? Give me Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as home underdogs. Tom Brady's been an underdog in the playoffs four times since 2019. He's 4-0 in those games. He's also 7-0 and against the Cowboys in his career. Wow. So give me Tom Brady and the Bucks. Wow. Oh, okay, now. The Bucks are underdogs at home with I, Tom Brady playing quarterback now, against Dallas with all that crap that's been going on. Now listen, I do not normally veto picks. However, Terp, I'm going to ask you to reconsider something. I know that if you take the two and a half, it goes to minus 110. And if you take my, if you take Tampa on the money line, it's plus 118. However, for the ability to hit the pick, would you consider going Brady and the points to ensure that if, God forbid, something goes sideways, we still cover and have a chance to hit the parlay? I don't think it's worth it with the two and a half. Wow, okay. And you get the, you get you the juice with position. the plus odds, too. So I'll take Brady I, I do. on the money line. I think it's I think it's worth it to switch. So I'm on record of noting that I tried to get the switch because you're right. We do get a little more juice on the money line. I just wonder if the more sound play is that normally you would take a an a money line or you would take an underdog not on the money line. You would take those points if they're going to give them to you. But I get the juice difference. If it was three, then that'd be a different story because you can look for a push possibly. But the chances that it's decided. Well, you at least under give it, three points. Well, that's the thing is that if you're thinking that way, then you should take the points because then the money line doesn't matter because it's a straight win. But nevertheless, I understand. I will not get in the way of this one. Uh, and I'm going NBA tonight. Uh, Indiana, not good. Hawks aren't great either, but they were uh, frisky against the Bucks the other night. Give me the Atlanta Hawks minus two uh, in Indiana. So. For ten dollars, just a mere ten dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Not a hundred. Just ten dollars. Bucks on the money line. Dolphins bills over. NBA tonight. Atlanta minus two. Your ten dollars wins you the biggest return so far 
$69.45. So there you go. That's already up on Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Uh, I'll get that up as well, at The Real Gresh on Twitter, G-R-E-S-H. There we go. So there it is. There is your uh, lunchtime parlay and... We will still do football picks at the end of the show when Fourier and I do the uh, deep dive into the playoffs coming up this weekend. Paul in Quincy, regression Fourier. Hi, Paul. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good. Hanging in you there, know, brother. I keep hearing Cliff Kingsbury's name. He's better than Matt Patricia, but he's got two years coaching experience, and Kyler Murray was an RPO quarterback. I would prefer a guy more like Frank Reich, who's been an OC before. He's coached pocket passes, and elevate Brian Hoyer to quarterback's coach if he can. Give Mac Jones as much experience as possible. You wow, that's, I mean? a gr- that's a great name. That's a great name. Brian Hoyer Paul. to quarterback coach? Well, or I feel like there's some um, – there Paul has Franks. to be – No, I, I – You think Frank Reich? Well, again, uh, I'm a head coach. I've already been an OC. I won a Super Bowl as an OC, and then I was kind of scapegoated in Indy if you really want to break it down. So I should probably get some head coaching opportunities – but if you you're talking about realistically changing, just uh, it, but he's a, a a one and done type of OC. Frank Wright would be better than Cliff Kingsbury. He almost would be better than Bill O'Brien mm. if you really want to break it down. Like now, listen, I love Bill O'Brien, but listen, he's been in the league. He knows he just a very he played the quarterback position. Let's remember he played quarterback. There's a reason why. Like he got that head coaching job uh, in Indy, and but they just gave him five hundred different quarterbacks. He could they couldn't find a quarterback from Philip Rivers to Matt Ryan to Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis, and then he's dealing with talk about terrible ownership. Ursay up there in, with the Indianapolis Colts, that would be an unbelievable opportunity. You keep him the OC, yeah, Brian Hoyer. If he's into it, he becomes the uh, the quarterback coach with you know Frank Reich hovering. Constantly, you know, but one-on-one stuff. If I, I, so he allows him to roam and hover and look at the tight ends, look at the offensive line. Did Frank Reich really call plays in Philly though with Doug Peterson there? Well, uh, I think Philly special special was a Doug Peterson, but he still got credit for Nick Folk and uh, Carson Wentz and developing those guys. I mean, I don't see why you should. He got he had Nick enough Foles. credit. She said Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. That was funny. Damn it! That's all right. I do it once a day. No, Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. But you you wouldn't give him credit? Does that that I'll tell you this, that's the first name that I've heard where it moved. Just a little bit. Other, whoa. Wait a second. What is that feeling I have mm. right now? I like the way this feels. How do we move but forward? Can, but will Frank Reich be adaptable to what's being done here? Or does he come no, in and try to run the Philly offense you know and then you're starting over again no, and Bill this won't is like great. That. He's respected. He's been in the league. You've played against him. He's an older guy. He played back in the old days when Bill was coaching against him. I mean, I think there's a natural respect that exists. Hey, you beat me in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was Doug Peterson. No, it wasn't. I was in charge of all those guys. I was in charge of, the, of developing, you know, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Foles. I love this. I love that idea. I all love right. it. We will uh, we'll revisit because uh, as we head to the top of the hour, Bruins took it on the chin last night for the first time all year at home. Celtics won in Brooklyn, and the bench was a big part of it. We also got coaching contracts being finalized and interviews to begin down there in Foxborough. And at 12.45, we got what you want to hear. The lunch hour is next. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 